what we do with it by knockout Landry the Lone Star Kid. What's up, guys? Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, you tuned in last time. Appreciate that. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, comment uh, to the YouTube channel. We'll also be posting on Facebook as well. As well. Uh, well, this is OT with Coach and the Kid. I'm Landry Ward. The Kid is my coach, Peter Navarro. Uh, pretty much on this podcast, give you a little rundown real quick. We're just going to be talking about current hot topics going on in sports, martial arts, and you know, current topics in the world. Just sharing our thoughts about it. Uh, before we get started, I do want to give a quick shout out to some people. Uh, Niz with Condor Moving Systems, Dylan Taylor with North Texas Boat Clean, Rigo with DFW Heights Roofing, uh, support your local businesses if you're in Texas with them. Uh, and also my man Ricardo and John Platt. Appreciate y'all helping us out. But yeah, we uh, got some questions when Dieter and I posted uh, in the on Instagram. Uh, pretty much get started going into that. I think the first one was how we met. So, uh, Dieter, what's, what's your point of view from there? Well, I was working at the UFC gym, North Richmond Hills, and skinny skinny football player actually he was pretty big when i met him it's like 190 right yeah i was in my i was in my yoke days yeah he walked in talking about he wanted to fight before the summer was over and we pretty much hit it off from there and everything else after that is history what was the first reaction is a question i got i'm like man this fucking guy's crazy (laughs) it's like he's in a fight in less than two months i'm like he doesn't know what he's in for. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. But yeah. sure, you got it together. You fought in less than a year, then. Yeah, I think I think I, I came up to you. I came up to him and I, t- I told him that I was like, I wanna I wanna fight before I go to walk on tryouts. And we trained for like I don't know a month or so, and he was like, give it give us some time. If if you really want to fight, uh, then I want you to focus on that because you know obviously fighting it's not a game. You can get seriously hurt in it. And I think it was like eight, nine months. I fell in love with it, ended up not, I guess two months I fell in love with it, ended up not going to walk on and play football and just stayed at the gym training with him. And yeah, about eight or nine months into it, I got my first fight. Uh, lost a split decision, but it was a close, hard fought fight. And that, that uh, skyrocketed me, propelled me to want to keep fighting and haven't lost since. Here we are. Yeah, I remember talking to your mom. Your mom came in and she was, she gave me the death stare. <laughs> she was like, are you sure he, he could do this? I was like, yeah, man, he's dedicated. He has the talent. So let's do it. And she she supported you 100%. Bro, so, I, hit, I hit it from her that I was going to the gym for like five, six months. And then it got to me driving back and forth from Denton. I was like, I, I have to tell her. Yeah. That was... Oh, my gosh. She still hates it. Low-key, <laughs> she loves it. But... She does not like seeing me get hit. Yeah. I try not to. <laughs> she is funny because she's she's happy all until your fight starts, and she turns into a nervous wreck, and then she's back to crying, and then she's back to happy again. Just <laughs> <laughs> give her some vodka. We'll be good. We'll get her through the fights. She's always the first person that I look for when you win, like because she's always like at least the last couple of times she's been right there by the cage. So I always look at her, and she's always like in panic state, like. Yeah. Yeah, he won. She's like, I love you, Theater. I'm like, I always look for that first. It's, 
it's cool to see how happy she gets. Yeah, she's the best. She's the most supportive woman I know. Obviously, it's my mom. The mom should be supportive, but she goes above and beyond for sure. And uh, she's she's my number one fan, and can't thank her enough for that. Uh, but yeah, moving on, I think a uh, second question we got was diet. Uh, for me, I, I love to eat clean. I always eat clean. Usually if I eat something bad, it just makes me feel bad throughout the day. Uh, for this camp specifically, diet, I eat a lot of ground turkey, some broccoli, asparagus, and sweet potatoes. Then my man Ray got me on uh, supplements, finally got me putting on a little bit of muscle. I've been a skinny 55er, but now I think I'm uh, going to probably be a bigger 155er than my opponent's expecting going in. Yeah, and my 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 diet plan for your fights consists of Burger King and McDonald's, triple whoppers. Shout out to Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you what a coach, let me tell you what a coach this guy. We're at his mom's birthday party last night. <laughs> I get a plate of salad. He goes, really? Out of all the shit here, you're gonna eat a fucking salad? I'm saying they had good food. It made me sad for you. I'm like, it looked like you were a starving child. <laughs> I almost gave you 25 cents. <laughs> Everybody there was like, no, 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 fries. Yeah. But that's pretty cool because the second that my uncle saw you eating salad, he pulled me to the side. He was talking about hooking you up with King Kong promotions for them to put some money behind you and try to sponsor you. So like, it, it, when people see that you're dedicated like that, that you, that you don't that you don't cheat yourself, that gravitates people to you. You know, you never know who's watching. So that that's a, that's a pretty good, you know, that's a pretty good opportunity that you might get once you guys talk. Yeah, 100%. Never know who's watching. The, the way you carry yourself speaks volumes. And uh, in the sport I'm in, eating clean and carrying yourself right is part of carrying yourself to a higher standard. And especially somebody like your uncle who knows a bunch of big names, that's uh, obviously something those big name people look for. But, uh and moving on, I think the last question we got was uh, discuss the Wilder blaming the 45-pound costume on his loss. I don't know, man. That, that to me, I hate people that make excuses. I don't hate people that make excuses, but I just hate the fact that you have to make an excuse. If, if, you, didn't, if you didn't want to have that excuse, you shouldn't have worn the, the costume. It's a fight. It's not a, a modeling tournament or whatever the hell they want to call it like i just i don't see the point of it and then he comes out on joe rogan saying that he practices with a 40 pound vest <laughs> to do everything uh, so internet undefeated again yeah for real <laughs> he went on a rant too. i do everything everything with a 45 pound vest yeah. everything <laughs> includes losing yeah getting his, getting his ass <laughs> but yeah man like if, you got to know how to win and you got to know how to lose and when when tyson Tyson Fury won the first fight, and he didn't make no excuses. He didn't complain. He came back better, stronger, bigger, and and that's what you got, uh, uh, an ass whooping, a one-way ass whooping. So, of course, now there's going to be – he's going to fire coaches. He's going to make excuses. Like, it, it, it's, it's the name of the game. Yeah. Uh, I saw a quote. It was like, how to take a loss. And it had uh, Anthony Joshua when he lost to Ruiz. And how he just like took full responsibility, was uh, real open about it, and not obviously not making excuses. And it was like how not to take a loss, blame coaches, blame costume, blame whatever. 
Yeah. And yeah. I, and Joshua actually did have a valid excuse. Joshua got knocked out a week before the fight. Bad, like a like a real bad knockout. And he didn't even bring it up. And that's that's he just fought because there was so much money on the line, but that's that's a valid excuse. That's crazy. The boxers be going crazy with their sparring a week before the fight, hard enough to get knocked out. Yep. Next subject, uh, we'll be discussing our take on some sports. We're going to get into the NFL. The NFL CBA just got announced. Um, not a lot of people happy with it. Some happy with it. Uh, some uh-huh. details going into it. Mainly is trying to add a – what I got from it, they're trying to add a 17th game, which will increase uh, more playoff – two more weeks of playoffs – add some playoff games or playoff checks. And then uh, something Josh Gordon will be happy about that I thought was interesting. They're going to increase the weed uh, metabolites you can test for, be able to test for like 150 metabolites and get a two-week notice. And they were saying you only need five days to test for that. Uh, Somebody was like, I know from personal experience, that's a good one. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I know you studied up on it. What do you think? I I think the whole – the weed part, I think it's good because you can maybe get a lot of football players that back in the day used to get on pain meds and stuff like that. Maybe they could treat their injuries with weed. Like this, That's a big thing now. Marijuana, they use it for everything right now. So that's a good part about it. Then for like the players that don't make a lot of money, a $90,000 raise is, doesn't come bad either, you know? So Marquis Pouncey, he's at the end. I think for the uh, Steelers, he came out on video. He's actually here in Florida. He was like, man, fuck that CBA. <laughs> He's like, young players, if y'all aren't making enough money and you need a loan, hit up me and my brother. I don't think anybody likes D. Smith, D. Marie Smith, the NFLPA president. Yeah, I, 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 everything that I read up on, everybody talks real bad about that guy. They said that he screwed up the last one too, that he's he's definitely not on top of his game. Posey's on uh, Marin Hernandez's boy, right? Shit. I think that's one of – he played for UF? I'd have to, I'd have to go back yeah. and look at his college career. Yeah, I think that's Aaron Hernandez's boy. They might not want to hang out with him then. Huh? They might not <laughs> want to hang out with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess some news we had today, the Combine's going on. Got some pretty, got some pretty good dudes in the Combine. Yeah, man, I fell in love with a kid called Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. That kid is a beast, fast, strong, could catch. He could hit. He could. He could do it all. I think. I I don't know that much about football, but out of everybody that I saw on the combine, he's the one that that called my attention in the quarter. And I like the quarterback from Oregon a lot too. But that kid, that kid, yeah. But that kid Taylor, man. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor is a stud. Uh, Wisconsin, I think, for three years straight. He, I know it was two years straight he eclipsed 2,000 yards, and then the year before he had, like, 1,977. Uh, the only thing I was reading, the scouts were worried about his uh, his, work, his workload. Oh, yeah. Because he's uh, had, like, almost 1,000 carries over his career at Wisconsin. And shit, running backs, it, t- it takes some damage. Yeah, they were talking about his size, too. Like he was a little undersized, mm-hmm. 5'10", I think. Yeah, he makes up for it with his explosiveness. He's not afraid to take a hit. He's got some – what was his 48? 4'4". Four, 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 four. Four. Yeah. 
but you know more than the, about that than me. Like, what what is the point behind the combine? Like, you see these guys play all year round. Like, what's what's the point behind the combine? Yeah, they just want to see your vitals. Uh, they just want to see how exactly how athletic you are. I think it's more of a more of a for show thing than it is really a, a I don't know a look a look for scouts. Obviously, they take some things from it, the footwork catching passes and stuff but if you have two three years of film at college that's that's what's going to sell you to a nfl team it's not going to be a it's not going to be you running a fast 40 although i guess it does look good or jumping high they want to see what you do on the field but they got to get the ratings so they're going to host a combine and have people view that how do you feel how do you feel about barrels how do you say his name joe burrow Joe Burrow, not big, big joe yeah, how do you feel about him not doing the the combine? Shit, like I said, his his on the field, his on on the field uh, play spoke volumes. Over fifty touchdowns, uh, thirty five touchdowns through eight games. That's just insane. The tiny hands might hold him back though. <laughs> People were making jokes because they they measured his hands and they were smaller than like your average quarterback. And uh, but I was actually listening to Jordan Palmer. He's a Ex-NFL quarterback, he never started. He's always a backup, but now he's a quarterback coach. They call him a quarterback guru. He's been coaching all these guys uh, for their combines and all that. He said, he's like, I'm getting him ready for the rookie year. I'm not getting him ready for the combine. Well, he measured his hands, and he was like, I actually did a study, and, uh, like, he got one of those uh, firm grips, grips things that test your strength. He's like, the guys with the smaller hands that gripped it, had better like careers than the guys with big hands who gripped it. Weird study, but I just I found that interesting that he was talking about that. Uh, yeah, he told Burrow he was like, "Dude, you just won a national championship. Like, don't mm-hmm. even worry about going to your combine." He's like, "You just need to focus on like you have a pro day in April. Just go throw at your pro day. The scouts will see you throw." Uh, a big thing for quarterbacks that uh, scouts look at is someone like Justin Herbert, who you said you like. Uh, he's only taken shotgun snaps. He yeah. hasn't he hasn't gone under center, and the footwork's different. Like if you're in shotgun, and you're taking a drop back. You're gonna take two to three steps to hit a route. When if that same route that you're gonna hit from shotgun, if he runs it under center, you're gonna take a five to seven step back. Yeah. So footwork's different, and then obviously taking the snap under center is different. The kid from Oregon, like um, it was impressive how he he just threw the ball with ease. He was throwing. He was he was showing off like. Out of all the quarterbacks, he was just throwing bombs. Like even the guy announcing it was like he's at this point he's just showing off right now. <laughs> Kid has a hell of an arm. But um, back to Joe Burrow, I like him. I like his, his mindset. They they were asking him um, if he wanted to to play for another team since the Bengals were gonna probably end up drafting him first. And he's like, man, I, I I've always wanted to be the first round. I mean the first pick of the first round. So he's like, I'll play for anybody. I think that's the mindset that you need to have as an athlete. Not like, I think Eli Manning made a huge thing for him to get traded, not to play for San Diego. What kind of asshole do you got to be? Like, nah, I don't want to be the number one pick. I don't want to play for that team. Yeah. I understand being a winner and wanting to win, but shit, that's winning being the first pick. And then you should want to go change the culture there. And, and the Bengals, honestly, the Bengals, I think like four, three, four years ago, they weren't bad. It's just they fell apart like out of, out of nowhere. 
uh, interesting thing about the Bengals when we're speaking on the combine. Uh, John Ross, you know, he he had the fastest 40 last year at the combine. Uh, they're comparing him to uh, Henry Ruggs, guy who ran 427 yeah. from Bama. And they're saying, like, typically receivers with, like, under 4340s usually aren't, like, the best receivers in the league. Like, you would think they are because of how fast they are, but they're usually not, I guess. They're saying sometimes their feet can be too fast for the routes they're running when they're breaking. I think I told you the story. When I was in Columbus, we used to have a kid called Cleveland Bradshaw. The kid was, like, the fastest guy in the state here in Florida. And, um, man, the kid would outrun everybody, burn all the corners, and couldn't catch a ball. It was, like, dependent on it. It was, it was insane, like, wide-open passes, dropping them. It was, it was like, damn, just because just you're fast doesn't make you a, a good receiver. There's guys like Chad, Chad, Chad Johnson wasn't too fast, I think. Yeah, Chad Johnson wasn't too fast. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson either. Keyshawn was a pretty slow receiver. I'd have to go back and look at the 40 time. I know Michael Michael Irvin came out and spoke on uh, Rugs too, and he he said uh, he went back and said there's net there's never been a Hall of Famer who ran a sub four three forty or a four three or lower forty. That's a crazy that's a crazy stat right there. Yeah. Uh, another Michael Irvin quote that I like. He's uh, I I don't know quote unquote, but pretty much it's like receivers don't have to be fast. I know where I'm going. The DB doesn't. Shit. To play DB, that's, that's the most athletic and difficult position on the football field, I believe. How Specifically fa- corner. How fast is Julius Jones? Is Julius, he, Julius Jones? Yeah, that guy. I don't, I don't think he's the fastest. Uh, if I could guess, I would guess he runs 4'4", four, 4'5", four, 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 But that dude is a big boy. You can, do you think that's the best receiver right now in the game? Maybe completions and catches wise, he he's slowed down on the touchdowns, but he's a he's got hands for sure. Shit, sure, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope so. Um, let's get into let's get into the better topics. Uh, MMA. Figueroa missed weight on the Benavidez fight last night, so he wasn't able to. Uh, become the flyweight champ. It's actually still vacant, even though he won. It's supposed to be for the title. Uh, no, you were out. You were outside when we were watching yeah. it with your mom. Uh, Figueredo caught Benavidez with a clean right hand. Yeah, pretty much knocked him out cold. I saw it today in the morning, man. Benavidez needs to retire already. You fought for the title three times. You know what's you? He's he's a great fighter, but is what else are you gonna do? You know, like, uh, we, you, there's nothing he could do anymore. He can't fight for the title again. I think they're going to probably end up taking that that weight class off. Yeah. Yeah, the, on, the only way I could see them keeping them is if Henry came back and fought Figueredo. But, yeah, Benavidez, 0-3 in title contention. And he, he looked old in the lead-up. Like, yeah. Something about his face just looked I've never liked him. <laughs> never liked him. I I look at the little guys like the like the like the women fighters. I don't really care for them. Like I, I like them from one thirty five and up. Like anything under one twenty five, I I don't really care to watch. They're they're very technical. They're they have real high skills, but they don't. I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, it's 
get Valentina versus Sahuda going. I think in a kickboxing match, I think she'll take it. Like just pure kickboxing, just pure kickboxing. No, no takedowns. No, you know, no, no knees. I mean, not not, not knees. No, like elbows or, or anything like that. Just pure kickboxing. I Triple think she C, get your ass whooped by Bullet in the kickboxing match. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, how do you feel about that stoppage, bro? That was so ridiculous. Dude, as soon as it stopped, uh, you're talking about the Kuntalaba fight, yeah. right? As soon as it stopped, it looked like he was just playing with him, acting wobbly. And the ref stopped it, and he goes, what the fuck? Yeah, I heard that today, that he was that he was playing possum. I don't know how much I believe that, because he, he got hit with that kick. So I don't know if he was playing possum or not, but you don't, you can't stop that fight. That's... Dude. Not too, not especially after when they first got in the cage, they're fucking pushing each other before they even get announced. Yeah, that was that was gonna be a a good fight, but they just they just took that from the fans. Yeah, they definitely robbed the fans on that one. But um, I think they should definitely run it back immediately. That, that was gonna be a good fight. That Russian kid is looked good for like the minute that we got to see him. He looked good. Yeah. It was weird. Like he caught him with a head kick. And he and that one hurt him. And he threw like three more head kicks. And at first, in real time, it looked like they landed. And then when you go back, they all they all hit off the forearm. So maybe maybe he was just playing with them because he came too fast. Like yeah, he was so perfectly fast. fine. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what this. If it's not the judges, it's the referee. If it's not the referee, it's the judges. Like they need to figure that shit out. Gotta do something about the judging, but yeah, dude. How are you gonna let two fucking animal two up fighters who have heat finish a fight while they're standing up? And he didn't, I don't even think he got hit when he stopped him. He blocked a punch, and the ref's like, no, no, no. They should have ran it back right there. I <laughs> think, I don't know why they don't do that. Like, you're ready, you're ready to keep the fight going. Go like in football. If you, you look at the video, the replay thing, you see nothing happen, and you let the fight keep going. Yeah. It's not a big deal. That's true. They didn't need to adopt that. But when, whenever, uh, like, they were in the cage and he was like, would you run it back with him? He was like, yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. That'll make the sport even more interesting. Like, if, if it's a technicality like that, when the guy's still conscious and it's a. Imagine if they would have done that um, with Ben Ashman and. Bob. And Robbie Lawler, yeah. you know, if, if you you check it, you feel like he wasn't asleep, you let it you let it go on. There's a couple fights that they that they've stopped prematurely, but I don't know. They need to. I think I think the way you fix that is by letting fighters, retired fighters, be judges and let them be the referees. They need jobs. Half of these fighters can't make a dime after they retire. Yeah. <coughs> You think, Let them work. you think it would be like somebody from a gym where a fighter has fought out of? You think that would conflict of interest or what? I don't know. It could be. There's people that are like that. Like I know when like George fights, to me he wins every fight. So yeah. I see that I see the point behind it, but I don't know if I'm getting paid to do it professionally. If I would look at it that way, I definitely won't. You think, you think you should have like multiple? fighter judges and make sure have like five there and then if they have ties with a the fighter then the, that one or those two can't score that fight 
I think you can't do that. I think you should just have five five judges that have that have fought before or have coached or have done something within the sport. Because it, it goes back to, yeah, maybe he's from the gym, but how about if the judge likes grappling more than he likes striking, he's, that judge is going to favor the grappling. Yeah. He's not going to favor the striker. So you're always going to have that that glitch there. But I think it's I think fighters that have gone through it are not going to rob other fighters just because they know a fighter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Chances like, are they've been robbed before and they know the field. Exactly. Or like, they know. Fuck, I can't take that from somebody. Or they know that you're going to go home with half your check. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're playing with people's money or they, they could fix that too. They could start paying fighters a, a base price for for their fight, not five, not 5,000 and 5,000, you know? Because a lot of things go into bad decisions. That's why I think they need to, they need to figure that out. And the, and the refs, man, that guy should get fired. That was a horrible stoppage. Yeah. I want to know his history. I want to know if he if he's done that before. He's the opposite of Mario Yamasaki. Yeah, <laughs> I missed that guy on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, right. Where was Yamasaki during that fight? Yeah, there there was another kid that fought. I think his name was Phillips. That kid, Tyler Phillips. Yeah, man, I like that yeah. kid a lot. He's a he's flashy. Yeah, he's a stud. That, that was a good fight, too. That was fireworks, that whole fight. Yeah, three rounds of fireworks. That's... That, that alpha ginger guy. Oh, he's good, man. Dude, he's good, and he is a fucking lunatic. Yeah. But what did he say after the fight? He said some crazy shit after the fight. Oh, I, don't, I heard him end it with 666, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and then he's like, I'm out. I was like, fuck it. Hold on. What? This guy just, this guy just cast a spell on Octagon to get out of there? Yeah. He, uh, he says he's the future. He says he's the next big thing. What weight class was he in? Uh, 45. A 45? Yeah. Yeah. You got Max there. You got Bokanev, whatever his name is. Um, Bokanovsky. Yeah, that guy. You got... I think Ortega is a beater about to fight. Oh, yeah. that's. I think Sabit gets a title shot after this fight. Yeah, he has to. I think Sabit... Is it going to be a five-rounder? Oh, my gosh, bro. <laughs> Zabit versus Volkanovski. Yeah, that'll be crazy. But, <laughs> Bro, Zabit's six one. Volkanovski's like five six. But um, is 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 this gonna be a five round fight with Ortega? I think so. Yeah, we're gonna see if he can. You didn't need to see that. Yeah, after the one with Qatar, he's gassing out going into the later round. I think that goes one more round, and and we might have seen a different fight. I think, I think he could have lost that fight. He looked real bad in the third round. I think they were saying he got sick or something before, but there's those excuses. There we go again. Yeah. Maybe he was wearing um, Wilder's costume <laughs> in the back. In the back, he's warming up the 45 pound. Yeah, man. That Russian kid that fought too, um, the, I think his name was Sp- 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 I can't pronounce none of these guys' names. Spivak. many words. Um, yeah, I don't care. Fuck <laughs> it. Let them deal with it. That guy, Spivak guy, he needs to go to a good camp and get some wrestling in jiu Oh, the polar bear dude? Yeah, that guy's a stud, man. Bro, his, hands, his hands were crisp. His hands were crisp, but then he he would get quenched up, and it would just look like he was like, what do I do? How do I get out of here? It's crazy to see that happen at that level. Right. That level is like, you shouldn't be... You shouldn't be going through those problems in that. Like you said, um, only in heavyweights, though. That's yeah. where you see it. That's that's that weight class is is fun to watch when it's two good guys, 
But when there's like these guys, that it wasn't a mismatch. It was just when he would take him to the ground. It was he was he was outmatched. Yeah, lost. But you'll see some fights at heavyweight that you're like, oh my god! Any other weight class, these guys would have been there. This I don't know. I I think right now the heavyweight class is kind of it's kind of stacked though. We got we got Rosenstruck and Ngannou coming up. Yeah, that's gonna be a a banger right there. You think so? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Rosenstruck. Man, he's like he's 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 legit, man. I I think he was losing I, to Overeem, he, but oh, uh, see that that's the thing. I just think he was one hundred percent losing to Overeem, like really decisively, and then he just yeah has that heavyweight power, fucking busted his lip wide open. It's like Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is, is the same way that I I feel as him. Derek Lewis is always in the fight, so that's why you keep, you keep watching. Mm-hmm. You know these heavyweights skill level. I think the only ones that have a lot of skill are DC when he's a heavyweight and um, Miochik. The um, I think that guy's very technically sound. Dos yeah. Santos is is pretty Dosano. good too. You think we we'll see uh, DC and Stipe running back? I hope so. I, I, either that or John Jones. I want to see John Jones at heavyweight. I don't care to see him against Reyes yeah. again. We do need to see Jones at heavyweight. Oh, John Jones and Ganu. I would do some numbers yeah. right there. That guy's a beast, man. But let's see. They said that he's got in his wrestling together. That's a scary dude right yeah, there. Yeah, that dude can wrestle. He can pick somebody up in one hand. Yeah. That, that guy's that guy's scary. He, yeah, I think he was like, I worked at sand, sand mills or something like that, like digging sand or some crazy shit like that, like five years ago. That's right. I mean, only in the heavyweight division. Nah. Hey, you can probably, you got some more people who come out doing stuff like that when they find a, somebody probably just saw him and was like, who the fuck is this yoked dude? Yeah. What are you doing here? You need to be, you need to be playing some sports. Yeah, they were talking about taking him to boxing. They need to calm down with that noise. That guy will get exposed in boxing. He'll get murdered in boxing. Too stiff? Yeah. Yeah. And, not, and, the, and the, the these boxers are not like MMA fighters. They have over 200, 300 amateur fights. You're going to throw in a guy that has, what, 10 fights? Yeah, 10 MMA fights. It's it's crazy. Then you throw him in there against a guy like, let's say, you don't feed him to the, to the wolves fast. You put him in there with a Ortiz, somebody like in the top five, but not too crazy. Still got his plan handled. Who who do you think had the performance of the, of the night on Saturday? Maybe between that Kyler Phillips or Figueredo. Figueredo looked good. He almost finished Benavidez with the armbar, and then in the first, and then came back and knocked him out in the second. He looked good. Kyler Phillips was just action packed the yeah. whole fight. Your boy, too, the kid from Louisiana. He looked good, too. Allen. Oh, yeah, Brendan Allen. Yeah, I forgot about it. He did look good. Some people were saying he didn't look ready for, like, a top 10 guy. I, I thought, based on what he did to Kevin <laughs> what, uh, what else do they want him to do? Yeah, right. Because this kid was good. The kid that he just followed was he real good. Was stud. Yeah, Covington, Louisiana. Through yeah. Theo Vaughn. I heard Covington. <laughs> I immediately thought of Theo Vaughn. Yeah, the, um, that kid, that kid's good, and he impressed me. I thought he was gonna lose that fight just because of the Holland fight, because I didn't think he looked too good against yeah. Holland. But Holland's a dog. Holland, Holland's a tricky fighter. He could, he could throw down. He's long and lanky. I didn't know if he was good on the ground or not. And they got on him and Allen got 
on the ground a few times and we're that's pretty good scrambles. I think he's a brown belt under Travis Luter or something. Yeah. Everybody's a brown belt in Texas though. Bro. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm putting that one out Dude, there. Man. Down. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So you want you want to get your black belt under three years? Go to Texas. <laughs> that's it. The jiu-jitsu is definitely a different level when you come down here to Florida. That is without a doubt. Yeah, man. Uh, I think I think the thing about the jiu-jitsu here since the Brazilians got here and they pretty much I think it was here in California where they where they started with their jiu-jitsu stuff. I think even, but even down here, it's gotten watered down a little bit too. Just people don't like talking about it. Back in the day, it was you see guys take two, three years to get a blue belt. You know what I'm saying? Not now, now, now it's now it's different. Now you see guys getting purple belts, brown belts in less than two years. It's like what the fuck? They're like, here's a hundred bucks. Can I get my purple belt? Yeah, it's turning into taekwondo. Taekwondo. Somebody told me the other day. Um, I think their daughter or something like that was 13 with a black belt in Taekwondo. I was like, oh, well, good job. Hey, I don't think that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> What's the instructor's name? How much did, how much did that belt cost? That's, it's crazy. You'll see some crazy stuff. Like that guy that, um, that, I think he went to fight sports saying he was a black belt and they exposed him. They put him on YouTube. That shit was funny. <laughs> that's what they need to start doing to people, exposing them, like especially in, 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 in this sport. Because you don't want you don't want your kids to be learning under somebody that doesn't know what the hell they're doing. You know, yeah. you, you go in there with a fake black belt, you're gonna be teaching some crap. You're gonna get people hurt. I, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I think the people that get belted up quick uh, should be like wrestlers that come into it, like uh, Nick Rodriguez or like a Pat Downey or something. Yeah, you can't have them go into the white <laughs> into the white belt <laughs> yeah, division. Bro. They're gonna be throwing people around. I said when Nick Rodriguez was a blue belt, he did some blue belt tournaments and people tried to sit down and he would just like cartwheel over them and then pick them up and throw them down. It's like, how's that even fair? Like just that wrestling alone just completely mutes a blue belt's jujitsu. Well, we saw it um, yesterday, right? Or Pat Downey made Downey and Gordon Ryan. Text him in 20 seconds and then this guy takes 20 minutes to, to, to sub him. 20 minutes to sub him. Down, down he says he tapped because like, he felt his foot was being hurt, and he was like, I'm not trying to risk it. I'm trying to wrestle for the Olympics in Tokyo in 2020. Someone said, you think the Olympics is still going to be in uh, Tokyo with the coronavirus going around? He said, fucking, I'm debunking the coronavirus too. <laughs> <laughs> I think, honestly, I think just going 20 minutes with him, I think he, he proved that wrestling's the – yeah, the big daddy and grappling, you know, like a, yeah, just the best base in all of combat sports. I think so. That's to me, man. Wrestlers have a huge advantage coming into MMA. Wrestlers and football players, I, I've always said it. Um, boxers is you can have an advantage on the hands, but I think learning wrestling at an at a at a late age is harder than learning boxing at a late age yeah. or kickboxing. I think wrestling is is very it's 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 more technical than people think it is. People are like, oh no, they're just grabbing each other, throwing each other around, no. and it's completely the opposite. Yeah, bro, you're off by a centimeter, you're getting your ass thrown. And it did the mindset wrestling builds too, especially wrestling from such a young age. 
if you got to cut weight being a young kid too, that's a different level to it. But even not cutting weight, the grind of wrestling is just so much different than uh, pretty much any other sport, I'd say. I heard that's why a lot of them are short. Because of the guys, I'm serious. Because of the cutting weight. I mean, that can't be healthy. You get like an eight-year-old, eight, nine, ten-year-old kid. Yeah. Cut, even if he's only cutting like six, seven pounds, that's that's a child. Body is not grown yet. You look at some of the, like the badass linebackers. Most of them were a lot of them were wrestlers. Like um, Ray Lewis was a badass wrestler. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, I think Brock was in a linebacker. He was a what a. At the end, he was a football player, yeah. yeah, a wrestler too. There's a there's a lot of them that used to play um that fo- play football and wrestled. I think I think football and wrestling are are similar in the mindset. Like, do you see these guys working out of football with those three days and like with the pads outside on hundred degree weather? You got to be mentally strong for that, you know. It's not it's not a pussy sport for sure. Yeah. Now, nowadays, you got people suing football coaches for having their kids do bear crawls. Man, <laughs> like what? If they, uh, I don't know. World's going crazy. Wow, well, I was advised by your friend Blaine not to get into these subjects because <laughs> you know how I feel about all those people. Hey, they're soft. Yeah, man. Those are the type of people who get mad at Dana White for speaking at Trump's rally. Man, fuck everybody that doesn't like Trump. No, I'm <laughs> playing. I'm playing. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Man, I like Trump. I don't know what the big deal is with Trump. Everybody wants to hate Trump now. It's like cool to hate Trump. But the thing with the Dana White situation is that he was like, I don't give a fuck if people get mad if people don't like me for speaking at his rally. Like, he's a good. He's a good friend to me. He's always been there for me for the past twenty years. So I'm gonna go. Like he asked. Me go hang out with them and then speak for him. So I went and did it. And then, like, mainly, fight. most fight fans are not going to be some people who are offended by him going and speaking at a Trump rally or don't yeah. don't tune into a UFC card just because he did that. That's probably why he doesn't give a fuck either. Only the actors. Because a lot of actors, like, yeah, like hate that's Trump. That's true. Uh, they're going to be the most political people there is. But I, I respect that that he stands by by Trump. That's his friend, you know. Like that's that's something. Like why do I have to stop hanging out with yeah, you just because you don't like him? You know, standing by the character. You know, I wonder who Dan is going to be matching these lightweights up. I'm trying to see Hooker, Hooker and Poirier. Poirier is coming off an injury. Hooker coming off a big win. I guess yeah, you can call it. I want to see, and then Felder Aikinta. Who's the top 10 right now? And let me see. Who's well, the top no, 10? We got Tony, Tony, Connor, Poirier, Hooker, HG, Felder, Aikita, I think. It's off the top. I'm pretty sure I'm right. I want to yeah. see, yeah. I think Connor and Gaethje is in the works. That's, that's what I want to see. I want to see Connor and Fireworks. I don't know what Blaine was saying. It is like, Gaethje might actually die if they do that. I'd rather see Hooker against Kevin Lee. Uh, Lee's matched up with uh, Oliveira right now. Oliveira's coming up from... From 45? Yeah, he's moving up. Which Oliveira? Uh, oh. Charles. Charles, Charles Oliveira. Oliveira? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think he he's coming off like two knockout wins over Nick Wentz and somebody else. I want to see. I, I would like to see Kevin Lee against against KG too. That'll be a good, a good, a good Dude, fight. Lightweight is always stacked, but right now it is prime. Yeah, I think one fifty five is the best weight class. One seventy has a lot of names, but they're like older names. Like you got Masvidal, you got. You got who else? You got you got um Tyron Woodley, Woodley, Colby, Leon Edwards, Leon Edwards. Who's he about? He's about Woodley. to fight Woodley. Oh shit! That's gonna be a good. I think if he beats Woodley, George beats Kamara, and then they make a super fight in in England. George against Leon Edwards. Yeah. That's what that'll, that'll be a, huge. That'll be a big fight. Yeah, he's looking the chops at that one. Yeah, and um. At 185, you got Joel against Adesanya next yeah, week. Adesanya next who, week. Who do you got in that fight? <laughs> you know I'm going with my boy Izzy. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I I see where why people are picking Izzy, but I just I think Joel's gonna knock him out in two. I think I think if it goes past three, Joel's in trouble. But I think Joel's I think. I think Joel has urgency. I think he knows that this is if he messes this shot up. He's Benavides. Yeah. You know, honestly speaking, if if you yeah, mess up this title shot, 0-3, you're not going to get another one. Yeah. Especially because that, that weight class is stacked, too. You got the kid from Texas, um, call, the one from Fortis. Uh, he's at, talking about Jeff Neal? No, no, he's no. A... The one that ripped his – I don't know if it was going to fight Teal, and he ripped his – his uh, he's not from Fortis. Cannoneer. He's not? No, I don't think he's from. I don't think. He, he's from Texas, but I don't think he trains in Texas. Yeah, Cannoneer, dark horse of uh, many ways. Yeah. Has Gaston been taught? I don't think Gaston's been mentioned with anybody. We got to get Till out there. I think Gaston wants to go to 205. He's a fat boy. He's, <laughs> he's a, he fat, boy. a fat boy. He should be a 70. I would like to see him back at 70. At 70, he can make some noise. He may, he can make noise at 185, but at 170, I think he makes that division, like, real, real good. Like, you have him against anybody, it's a tough fight. Yeah. There's, he, no, there's no way he's going back down there. If he was supposed to fight George, and they, gave the, and they had the fight signed, and they took, a, they took it away from George, and they gave it to Cowboy. When was that? That was that for Mexico City. Mexico City? Yeah. That's when George started calling out Cowboy. Because I was like the second fight in a row that they had gave Cowboy that was supposed to go to George. Okay. But that one was actually signed already. And they took the fight away from George. George is like, why are they giving this to this guy? When it comes yeah. in and knocks him out in Colorado. Yeah. I think that was that the was that the start of his run or was Till the start of his <laughs> I think Cowboys what blew him up, like yeah. blew him up to like the to to like the the casual fan, because mm-hmm. everybody loves Cowboy. Everybody thought Cowboy was gonna run through him, and then I think what really 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 blew him up was that knee on Ben Ashby. That I think the teal wasn't that big of a deal, like I think that started. I think that started like the oh who's this guy. 
Oh, he's an older dude? I, I think that uh, Leon Edwards helped him out more than yeah. two, <laughs> to tell you the Three truth. Three and a seven in the boys. That was – but I think what really blew him up was Ben Asher and that. Because two, two was like – he had just lost to, to Woodley. So it was like he, they were both coming off losses. So it was like – George might be the only dude who can get away with piecing somebody up in the background and just leaving. And then their visas get messed up to travel to the U.S. They're yeah. like, no, you can't do that. You got your ass put my mask at all. Yeah. That, that, all, all bullshit aside, because I'm always going to favor George, but Leon Edwards could fight. Leon Edwards, he is, is a, he's a problem. Eight, five, one straight. I think he lost to Gunnar Nelson. Was that the last one that he had? I think so. I think he lost that fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that night. Yeah, because that was when him and George got into. I think he lost that fight, split decision. But I see how they could give it to him too. But I had I had it scored for Gunner. But um, other than that, but even with that fight, that his grappling had improved a lot because that was his weakness before his grappling. He he's he can fight, man. That's a let's see what he does with Woodley. Because if he goes in there and 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 he dismantles Woodley, then yeah. He ha- he has to go. He has to get one of George, George Usman. Wonder what they're gonna do with Kobe at that point. Yeah, Kobe's just sitting around. I think Kobe Kobe will probably get. I don't know who could Kobe get. Till that'll be a good fight for Kobe. Till's at eighty five now. Oh, he's at eighty five. Yeah. Right. Shit, I like Till say he'll fight anybody but Joel. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then he keeps calling himself the gorilla. Yeah. He's like, but not that gorilla. Yeah. And no, nobody that gets in there with the oil comes out the same. So, I think I think it's gonna go two ways for Adesanya. Either Joel knocks him out, or he comes out as the best fighter. Because I don't think Joel is gonna end his career. Like unless it's like a real bad knockout. It's and then I don't even think like that. I think the kid comes back stronger from it. But. Man, he's a problem. Like whoever, who, like me, I'm always gonna go for Joel. But I, I see the problem. I see that it's not an easy fight. Yeah. You know, it's it's really favors more Adesanya than Joel. His his striking slick, his takedown defense is pretty good. I just it's all about if he'll be able to keep his distance and keep uh keep Joel from landing that right hand. The left, left, left. He's lefty. Lefty? Yeah. Didn't he not? I could have sworn he knocked Rockhold out with it, right? He's lefty. Well, he's lefty. Oh, well, see, see if he can see if he can uh see if he can uh, counter that explosiveness. Yeah. Is Adesanya explosive or rather than say he's explosive, I just say he's a sniper. He's got pinpoint accuracy. He knows how to find your chin. And his kicks are deadly too. Slides him right under the elbow if he throws to the body. Yeah, he's a fun. He's a fun one to watch. He's pinpoint for sure. Yeah. I think, I think that might wrap it up. We'll, uh, yeah. Closing out. Um, I'm fighting April 17th at Texas Live back in Arlington. Y'all get y'all's tickets at ExtremeKnockout.com. Uh, come watch the Lone Star Kid put on a show. Also, we got Justin Vasquez coming up from Freedom Fighters MMA here in Florida. Uh, he's fighting March 14th. I'll check him out. Slick J. 
Um, he's actually going to be on the podcast with Mark Yoreda next Mark week. Yoreda. Yeah, we'll be doing like a little fight companion deal. And mm-hmm. also, shout out to Blaine for the new logo. My boy Blaine Cavazos hooked it up. What up, Blaine? And then, uh, yeah, we're, uh, you know, we're still new to the podcast, so we're going to be growing with y'all. Y'all are going to grow with us. Uh, we'll be getting this better, getting some video editing down and whatnot, you know, smooth transitions. But we appreciate y'all checking it out and uh, keeping up with us. Y'all uh, stay tuned, like, comment, subscribe on the YouTube. Appreciate y'all. Peace.